Hi guys, welcome to <laughs> Awkward Channel. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're both so like, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> Hi, this is Virginia. And this is Kirsten. And welcome back to our show. <laughs> this is episode two, which is covering episode three. Three. Yeah, this is going to be confusing. <laughs> just a tiny bit. We just got to remember that it's one step behind. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the witch. Which is episode 103 and aired on March 17th, 1997. Yay! Which is funny because I was looking that up and it, it aired almost a year later in the UK. So in the UK it really? aired in 1998. Yeah. Huh. And I thought that's kind of weird. But um, right now, like way after the show has ended, it's actually gotten more popular in the UK. That makes sense. I know that Buffy's really, really big in England. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this episode was written by Dana Rustin and directed by Stephen Cragg. Good job, guys. It was a good episode. <laughs> so, um, what would you consider the best scene for you? The best scene is the very last one at the end where they just... Zoom in to Catherine trapped <laughs> in the freaking trophy case. That has given me, that has never failed to give me the chills. It's just, uh, that's my ultimate idea of hell, pretty much. Being stuck in the statue. You just see her little eyes rolling around. Yeah. I mean, their graphics are whatever, but just the implications are super awful. Yeah. And you just kind of, you know, do your little derisive ha at the end there because you're like, got what was coming to you bitch you sure did <laughs> what about yours what is your favorite scene in this episode um i really liked uh giles casting the spell towards the end when he switches their bodies one. back only because i feel like a lot of there was a lot of cheesiness in regards to the witchcraft aspect of the episode and i think giles kind of balances it out because he's so serious all of the time mm-hmm. and i really liked that whole body swapping when Amy is back to Amy and she has the axe in her hand and she's like, what am I doing? And then her mother just attacks Buffy right off the bat and they had that little fight. Yeah. It it always kind of bugs me how they take like a whole few seconds to be like, Amy? Yeah. Buffy? (laughs) And then Catherine comes out of the side like she's waiting for them. Yeah. Distraction. <laughs> waiting for them to finish their thing but yeah that that is a really good scene especially because it's the first time we really see how f- how far giles is willing to go mm-hmm. to um to help buffy and it was like, really intense because we know that amy's mom is on her way to the science room mm-hmm. and we see that back and forth and then Willow was like, do you really ride on a broom? <laughs> Her first little attempt at trying to understand witchcraft is adorable. Yeah. I know a really good cauldron. <laughs> well, since we're still on the good, do you have any other really good moments? Any other scenes that are 
Uh, I like a whole bunch of ones. I, I just, I, I really too. like this episode in general. Um, I'll, I'll get into why later when we're explaining the score and everything. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, starting kind of from the beginning, I really like Giles' initial enthusiasm for for the case in general. Everybody else is like, what's going on? We're kind of freaked out. He's like, <laughs> this is a chance to, you know, really get into this. The What, what did he say? Something about, um, you know, the Hellmouth being a veritable cornucopia oh, of yeah. demons and ghouls and fiends to deal with. And everyone's like, what? And, and then he's like, well, pardon me for finding the glass half full. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. A, cornucopia. <laughs> I love that word, cornucopia. Yeah, it's a great word. I really liked that scene where Buffy tells Xander that he's just like one of the girls. And yeah. seeing Willow's big smile, I thought that was adorable. <laughs> yeah, because didn't, um, didn't Xander... earlier in this episode, didn't he pretty much say the same thing to Willow? Like, yeah. you're one of the guys. She's like, yeah, great, I'm a, I'm a guy. <laughs> so it's good that that thing comes full circle. Yeah. And I also really liked um, that moment in the locker room where Cordelia just intimidates the hell out of Amy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, that's, that's really just putting it out there. Like, I mean, you already know Cordelia's a bitch yeah. from the pilot episode. Yeah. Episodes. But there you just really see it like, God damn, dude, that's yeah. uh I don't think we've <laughs> seen intense. Yeah, I don't think we've seen scary bitch coming from her yet until now. <laughs> yeah, then it's like, oh, Kitty's got claws. <laughs> <laughs> um All the all the Buffy and Joyce scenes are very enjoyable in this one. Yeah, I like how she accidentally let it slip about being a vampire slayer and she's like what did you say <laughs> she's like yeah. oh it's a long story during the scene i know buffy lets slip a couple things that she wouldn't normally because then they say the effects of that spell are pretty much like alcohol macho macho man <laughs> <laughs> so she's going ahead and she's saying you know like yeah no it's all right mom i am kind of you know into deep shit here and then she goes off on her thing but you know when you're the vampire slayer the what um <laughs> hey juice <laughs> uh, but i also like that scene since we're on the buffy and joyce uh, yeah. theme right now um that scene where she pulls out her old yearbook from when she was in um the yearbook committee Oh, yeah. And she shows off her Farrah hair, her Gidget hair. <laughs> yeah, Gidget hair. And then the whole thing where she's like trying to push Buffy kind of to be on the yearbook staff, and Buffy's like, Well, I'm into my own thing. Joyce is like, Well, your own thing got you kicked out of your last school, and we had to move here and find a school that would actually take you. <laughs> and, you know, Buffy just storms out, and Joyce is like, Great parenting form. <laughs> I thought that was a. a- pretty nice um reference to the movie i i really need to see the movie and i haven't seen it in so long that i just i i can't say anything about it <laughs> i haven't seen it in a long time either i don't really plan to 
because it wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah, it's, I remember but, it being uh, weird, yeah, cheesy. I do remember like, her being a cheerleader, and around the time when she burned down the gym. During the during the first episode, when they mentioned when Buffy kind of mentioned hanging out with vampires, I'm like, did they go into that? They probably do in the movie, huh? I just can't remember. Kind of. I'll, the thing that stands out to me when I think of that movie the most is Pee Wee Herman as a vampire. He, no way. Yeah. That's awesome. He's the one that I think she stakes him and he takes like forever to die. He's like, ooh, ah, ooh, ooh. <laughs> For like 10 minutes. Paul Herman <laughs> is super awesome at playing the villain because he also does, um, he does the voice of one of the main villains in uh, Tron Uprising. Oh, he <laughs> and does. His read is super terrifying. <laughs> See other really good moments. Uh, there are a whole bunch in here. There um, are. Well, how about the demonstration of they? They do every once in a while bring out Buffy's intelligence, just her kind of like field knowledge or whatever just her mm-hmm. ability to assess the situation and pick up things that a lot of people miss like when they go over to Amy and Catherine's house mm-hmm. and you know Giles is just kind of like really over emotional yelling at Amy yeah. he, he doesn't know she's Amy mm-hmm. and then Buffy's kind of looking around at the brownies and listening to Amy stumble over her words and she figures out that their bodies have been switched yeah that was a pretty good scene because, again, with the intensity and seriousness of Giles, that really balanced out some of the cheesy Barbie doll <laughs> voodoo spells. <laughs> I actually really liked the use of Barbie dolls for that stuff because Barbies are pretty creepy. <laughs> and it's kind of perfect because, you know, cheerleaders, cheerleaders or whatever. Yeah. Barbie doll body types, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's yeah. my, my little uh is kind of a reaction to the actual effects of the spells being shown, which I'll get into when we go to the bad scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. One last thing I wanted to point out too was um the back to the scene close to the ending when they swapped their bodies back, mm-hmm. and um, they defeated Amy's mom and Xander and. Xander runs in and just grabs her. Okay, cut her head off. And then Willow comes in with a baseball bat. Where is she? She, <laughs> she had the most evil look on her face. I which know. I thought There's was that I thought whole that was the scene most... in the hallway where they're trying to distract yeah, I think Catherine from reaching them. And then Willow's just adorable in all both of those scenes. Well, in that scene, it kills me because when Xander gets knocked out, she lets out the most, like, oh my god, the most, she does the most Velma read ever, like, <laughs> Xander! Like, oh and then she gets punched, really. This is adorable. That cheesy sound Elsa effect. Hannigan's amazing. She is. She has a really good way, like, she has good facial expressions. Yeah, she is very expressive. I was just watching, um, I can't remember which episode it was, but I know it was in season five of How I Met Your Mother last night. <laughs> and just um, Ted 
is talking to um, Lily and he's like, you know, one of the downside of having huge actual real life anime eyes. <laughs> she gets this like super pouty look and she's like, oh. She, and that I think that's the reason why anytime I see her crying on Buffy, it just gets to me. I can't yeah. stand seeing Allison Hannigan crying. It's just her facial expression, and it's like it's like watching a little kitten with big eyeballs, and it's like, oh, <laughs> <With> big eyeballs. <laughs> you it know that look where like their pupils eyes. exactly yeah. their pupils dilate, and they're just like watery, and you're just like, oh. <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. Like the like the whole puss in boots. Yes, exactly. <laughs> They got that from Allison Hannigan, I swear. <laughs> they probably did. I wouldn't doubt it, to be honest. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> they're, they're, I, I could pretty much go and just ramble off because I wrote down, like, I don't know, 12 different scenes that I really yeah. like here. But we, we pretty much, we've covered the most important ones. So. Do you have a favorite quote? That was that was kind of tough to narrow down for me, but I think in the end it's uh, Xander's line. First vampires, now witches. No wonder you can still afford a house in Sunnydale. <laughs> I really liked um, where Giles said, why would anyone want to harm Cordelia? And Willow says, maybe because they met her. Did I say that? <laughs> I thought that was cute. That, that is really cute, because, yeah, at that point, Giles hasn't even met Cordelia yet. Right, that's true. I can't remember when exactly she becomes a part of the the original Scooby team. I guess we'll point that out later on. Yeah, yeah later. <laughs> Let's get into the bad. Oh, God. <laughs> what do you think was the worst, absolute worst scene of the whole episode? There were a few, but I think the worst one was probably um, when Amber is supposed to be on fire. <laughs> you know, the first cheerleader. And she just, just like they there. did a super awkward, slow smoking effect. But <laughs> the thing that kills it with me is that she doesn't even notice it. I mean, I guess she could be like so into her zone, you know, that She's she just, just writes it off. But it's like, dude, your hands are starting <laughs> to combust, and you seriously don't notice that? Like, everyone else in the gym notices it before you? Are you kidding me? You know what I, I didn't notice until this morning when I rewatched it again was she did all these, like, really weird dance moves. And when she just starts. 90s moves, too. Yeah, and when she starts, like, her body starts smoking up. Her moves have slowed down. Like, she's just standing there literally w wiggling That's her true. hips. That's all she's doing. <laughs> yeah, just waving her pom-poms around. Yeah, so I'm thinking, like, how does she... She's doing less movements, so there's got to be less concentration there. Why doesn't she notice the smoke or smell anything? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 
a very good point. And then her hands, like, once they're on fire, she's just, like, waving them in the air, standing perfectly still. And then when Buffy actually tackles her, she doesn't, she, like, she just knocks her to the ground. She doesn't even get her hand. She just, like, knocks her over. And then the very next scene, she, like, I swear, magically has the banner wrapped around her body. But they never actually show her trying to actually put out the fire. Oh, man, that was a great bad scene. Yeah, there there are a few. Yeah, one of the things that I despised, and it's something small, but that whole bubbly green ooze in the cauldron. (laughs) It it had to be green to translate witchcraft, I guess. Yeah. And every time I see that, it always gets on my nerves because... It reminds you of Nickelodeon. (laughs) Slime. (laughs) Well, because in college I studied a bunch of different religions just for myself, you know, Mm -hmm. going on a spiritual quest or whatever. And I did a lot of, like, paganism readings and all that stuff. So, I mean, I'm glad the show kind of makes up for it later on when they get more into Wicca stuff, which they still sometimes get some of it wrong anyway. But regardless... They really do. Yeah. It's still way better than this cheesy green ooze that's just (laughs) bubbling (laughs) somebody wearing a hooded cloak and a cat jumping out of a I mean you know the cat was awful I wrote that down as one of the honorable mentions here for worse yeah (laughs) it's just it it kind of gets under my skin because it's like oh man you guys could do better Yeah. yeah and which I'm glad they do later on although it's not you know, it's, it's still not accurate, but no. it's way better than green <laughs> ooze to be in a cauldron. Though, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that, that was that was pretty awful. Um, another one that got to me was um, the the driving test with Cordelia because. <laughs> he, you understand, like, when you're kind of, like, at a distance, like, you understand that she's not in control of her actions, uh-huh. but just the whole scene with her just driving uncontrollably and just screaming, you have to use your imagination to kind of distance yourself from just the ridiculousness of, of how it's shot, kind of. I can't even really explain why it's just <laughs> so awful, but it just, it is, and... I mean, it's, it's not it's not the acting. Charisma Carpenter's doing a fantastic job mm-hmm. of just, like, you know, feeling terrified. But I feel like yeah. they should have at least added in something to emphasize that she just really isn't in control. Because it just kind of looks like she's just taking off, like, oh, I'm just a really bad driver. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe just be a little bit more direct about what's going on. One thing that got me about that scene was that truck driver. I think, was it like a UPS truck or something? Uh, I'm, I'm honestly not sure. He was like, he wasn't going that fast. <laughs> he probably could have stopped in time. He was like uh, going at a gentle pace down the road. And, oh, <laughs> this I girl know, fell out of her car. I better speed up. To do in movies and stuff where they just like, they stop dead in the middle of the road, they have to clutch at their face and just scream yeah. all they're worth. Like, I can't even move. Well, maybe she couldn't, again, because of the spell. Right, but... we don't know. Yeah. But I mean, that was... truck driver totally could have stopped. I mean, he Is wasn't it? going that fast. 
Yeah, now that I think about it, he was going pretty slow because that was a residential street too.、Mm-hmm. So right, <laughs> and it was during school hours, and it was probably in a school zone, so he was probably、right. going like fifteen miles. Yeah, fifteen twenty miles. Yeah. Unless I guess the spell could have like accelerated his truck at the last second. I don't know. I, I don't know. know. We don't know. <laughs> Point being, it's just it reeks of corn. I mean, the、yeah. intent is、Very、really、corny. good behind it, but the delivery is super awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Another thing I didn't really like.、Um, going back to the cheerleader, beginning <laughs> cheerleading、yeah. scene was that like super nineties Mortal Kombat music. Oh, I love that theme <laughs> in general. It's like, and all the cheers were just like, "Go, Sunnydale, go!" It's like, yeah, yikes. I mean, after watching "Bring It On," <laughs> you'd expect more. <laughs> I know. Get get Eliza Dushku to get in there and do exactly. some exactly. We needed Faith a little earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I know. I, I, I'm such a huge Faith fan. Me too.、So. I love her. Yeah, it's it's impossible not to. Faith is wonderful, and she gets such a raw deal on the show. But we're not talking about her because it's not even till season three.、So. Yeah, but I get so mad because I'm such a huge Faith fan, and then I watch Jessica Jones, and I feel like it's a total ripoff of the Faith character. I still haven't seen Jessica Jones, and to be honest, I'm not even familiar with. The original you know comics. I wasn't. I wasn't either. The only reason I watched it was because David Tennant was in it, and I love him, and he's a really awesome villain. David Tennant. I know that name. I just、um, can't put a face to it. He was in Doctor Who. He was the tenth Doctor, and he was also a villain in Harry Potter. Yeah, which Harry Potter? Um, um, yeah, I recognize his name from Doctor Who, but I still、yeah. can't. I'm not、say. sure if it was the Goblet of Fire or. I gotta look this up. Yeah, all, all our Doctor Who fans was... are rolling their eyes. I know. know, or the Harry Potter fans too. Like, are you serious? You don't remember? <laughs> <laughs> um, he was. He had like a weird, like snake tongue thing where he would constantly like. Yeah, Barty Crouch Junior. There we go. All right. That's the one. Yeah. And he plays Kilgrave in Jessica Jones, and he does a really amazing job. I've always loved him as a villain, but、um, I can't get over Jessica Jones. I feel like they ripped off the character Faith because they make her seem like this really tough guy, tomboy. She has dark hair, and you know, it's just.、Uh. Well, is, <laughs> is Joss involved in that?、Um, in that show. You know, I don't know. Let me check. <laughs> yeah, well, there's just been such a huge push to kind of like do every single Marvel character over right now. Yeah, but... it's it's overkill. I think I'm getting sick and tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm tired of certain. Oh my god! What we're doing it again? We're we're on the Marvel Off topic. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, going back to the really bad moments. Yes. Let's rewind a little because we pointed out both of us had mentioned that there's a ton of bad moments we have to go through. <laughs> yeah. One、so. one thing that kind of bugs me. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but aren't they supposed to get an eye of new for like the witch identifier spell? Yeah. And Willow plucks out the eye of a frog and says, "I am new." Yeah.、Isn't、I wonder if、that? they just figure, oh, it's close enough. 
That's what I was wondering, because I'm like, really, well, guys? I mean, obviously, from, I mean, I, I I was never in a science class where we dissected anything, but I think, you know, traditionally you are supposed to dissect frogs, mm-hmm. but it's like, couldn't you guys, I don't know, amended that, so it's like, I have frog, because... That would I don't even know if sense. newts are amphibians. I mean, they probably are. I, I really can't remember, and I don't feel like looking it up right now. <laughs> but they're still two entirely separate species. You shouldn't just be able... Because with spell right. work, that stuff is incredibly precise. You can't just substitute that and hope for the same effect. Right, it's not like a recipe where you can put margarine in for butter <laughs> yeah it's it's much you have to be extremely precise with this stuff so that was, that was kind speaking of, of which did you notice how uh, Giles said that it had to be heated before it was poured onto her and where they had the beaker they had like the, the thing to heat it up but the flame was off <laughs> the whole time I didn't notice that. And I was like, shouldn't that be bubbling by now? <laughs> probably. Well, I know there are a few goofs on the wiki page yeah. for um, that scene in general, but another thing that kills me about that is that when Buffy spills the thing on Amber, um, I mean, not Amber, on Amy, Amy. <laughs> Catherine, whatever, she doesn't even say, I'm sorry, like, do your acting a little better, please. It's already bad enough that you guys are being really loud about your intentions. Yeah, super and Amy obvious. And looks back, and she's like, um, what are you guys doing? You know, this yeah. is a pretty small classroom. <laughs> I can probably pick up certain words and everything. Yeah. The but thing- then she's just like, I'm just going to spill this on you. Walls. <laughs> Whoops, let me dig into your bag and rip out your brush and pull some hairs out yeah, right in front of you. <laughs> super, super <clears throat> lazy. Very everything. obvious. Yeah. Then another thing, too, that I noticed the third time I watched it was um, right before she spills it, the girl who eventually has a missing mouth turns over to Buffy and says, this is so exciting, isn't it? <laughs> and I think they just did that to show she had a mouth. I don't know, but um, <laughs> like, like, just so you know, guys, when this girl came into class today, she, she totally had, a, had mouth. a mouth. She was normal at one point, <laughs> so I thought that was really weird and out of place. It's like this girl probably never spoken to Buffy ever in her life, and here she is, like being friends with her. <laughs> It could be, you know, since she's on the cheer squad that she's, like, kind of trying. She's one of the friendlier ones, and she's kind of, like, trying to, I don't know, bond with Buffy. I guess since at that point, Buffy... Is Buffy on the team at that point, or is she still an alternate? I think think she's she's still still an alternate, alternate. yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) That, and they could have done a better job of smoothing out... um, the prosthetic or whatever the hell it was they had over her mouth because yeah. you can you can see very clearly the bumps the yeah race. where the mouth should just, be <laughs> yeah it's like could you could, I, I i'm positive they could have just done a better job of smoothing that out because like yeah did you see did you see the twilight zone movie the one in the 80s years ago <laughs> they, they had a very similar effect like that in one scene and that effect maybe maybe my memory is just giving me false they did um, a better job didn't they yeah yeah it, it was almost 
I remember it at least being almost flawless in that scene, but it's been so long since I saw that 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 yeah. could just be a... Well, I think that even though it's an 80s movie, it still had a movie budget, whereas this is still like... That is true. This is still, like, the network's kind of still giving this show a shot, and they're not sure yet if it's going to stay or not. So, yeah, they probably had, like, a smaller budget. And, um, I mean, with uh, Cordelia's contact lenses when she goes blind, it's like you can totally see her eyes and her pupils and everything. It's like, yeah. it could have probably gotten better contacts. <laughs> Maybe, but that, that's, that part's never bugged me because, you know, whatever, um... You know, it didn't bug me until somebody pointed it out. But it could be probably because that somebody doesn't like the show, so they have to point out every single flaw. <laughs> we don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what? I'm just going to say it. My boyfriend hates the show. <laughs> he but really, really does. He really hates it. But I got to give him props because he's going through and watching all these episodes with me for this podcast. I'm impressed. Yeah. Wow. So, um, but I was, I was about to say in that scene with the mouth, um, he was watching it with me and I think he had gone to get a, something to drink or something. And when he came back, it, it, like it was right when she turns around and she's lost her mouth and she has her hand and she's like, what do I do? And I swear he needs glasses because he looked at that and he was like, does that black chick have white hands? <laughs> oh my god, Evan. He's wearing lab gloves, dude. <laughs> that's what I was like, really? You didn't... <laughs> oh god, that's your takeaway from it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't mean to rip on it or anything. That's just really hilarious. <laughs> oh no, rip away. No, but I think it's probably because she was like moving her hands really fast at the time, yeah. too. So he probably couldn't see like where the gloves start. And the arm I just be. love that. That's like the first thing he says. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> oh jeez. But right. yeah. But again, I appreciate that he's watching these episodes. Yeah, it's pretty and, impressive because I can't imagine a few years ago him actually sitting down to watch that with you. Yeah, he would have like he would have been whining the whole way through. Well, that's good, because now if you're watching, like, maybe, like, one of your favorite episodes or something, and you, you're you sitting there, and you're like, what do I fill out for bad scenes? He's like, are you kidding me? Let me count the ways. <laughs> yeah, he definitely helps in that aspect, yeah. He can now balance it out for you. Yeah. So, yeah, and another thing that just really bugs me, this is, this is going to be my last little thing for bad scenes here, just the whole... Um, the pacing in that final confrontation between Catherine, Buffy, and Amy. It's a really good scene. I just really hate the pacing, how seriously they have Catherine just pulling back and stopping to let things happen. Like, to let Buffy deliver her little snippy line, you know, like, guess what? I'm feeling better now. (laughs) (laughs) And she just stops and lets her, like, read off. It's like, that's just... That's really cringeworthy. Yeah. That wasn't even a good line. Mm-mm. So it's like, uh, be, be, be choosy with those, please, because it's just really unrealistic. I mean, she's a very frenzied character. She's not going to stop. And just <laughs> like, oh, I wonder what this girl I'm trying to kill has to say. 
<laughs> yeah, but to be fair, Buffy does that a lot in the yeah. series. <laughs> and it kills me. It kills me. It's like yeah. they're not even... Because it's one thing if it's a really good line, but most right. of the lines they do that for are just like... Ha, ha, it's like, stop ha, talking, ha, Buffy. We know exactly, you're strong. Just kill exactly. the thing. <laughs> it's like, leave, leave your snark behind, please. I know that yeah. I know that Sarah Michelle Gellar had a lot of problems yeah. with the dialogue. She's because she's from New York, and <laughs> she was constantly having to ask Joss, like, what does this even mean? Yeah. What is she trying to say? This girl is seriously stupid which is understandable because um coming from new york (laughs) coming from new york and learning california girl language is it's gotta be yeah (laughs) very perplexing it is yeah because i know i know both you and me grew up in california so (laughs) we were more or less surrounded by that all the time yeah and we're the only ones that are like face palm every time we hear somebody speak that way it's like yeah. No. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. I- I'm horrible with that stuff. I still say like all the damn time. It's terrible. I say that sometimes. <laughs> I can't say no. I never say it because it does kind of stick with us sometimes. Because yeah. it's like we're surrounded by it and I just said it. So. <laughs> yeah, and just growing up with that, it's really yeah. hard to weed it out of your vocabulary as an adult. Yeah. Yeah, especially trying to jam it in your brain throughout your childhood because you want to make friends with these people. Exactly. Yeah. And when every other character on TV and movie talks like that. Yeah. (laughs) Especially because, yeah, I grew up watching Buffy. So you grew up saying all these stupid jawses and stuff. Yeah. Terrible terrible just another reason why i ever see joss weed and i'm punching him right in the face <laughs> that's for giving me california girl lingo <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh wow all right so any other any other last scenes that are just the great on your nerves that you just need to get out right now before we move on because we are really we are we're already like 43 minutes into this um i do have one and it's not actual it's not an actual scene it's more um just the sight of it that kind of it didn't gross me out but it was just like why was in the ending where they look at Catherine the Great's little statue trophy thing and Amy's just wearing the weirdest shirt it's like that's dude that is the perfect (laughs) example of 90s fashion because I know yeah. everyone at my school in 96, 97 was one. wearing those really god-awful yeah. tie-dye p-shirt things. I, I remember I had one like that that had Tweety on it. Oh my god, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that for me, that's super cringeworthy, but it's also like, dude, the that thing is, is so appropriate. The thing is, though, is that there are like good tie-dye shirts. And that was like a tie-dye shirt that had tie-dye barf all over it because it's like (laughs) not a piece of it was white whereas usual tie-dye shirts have white with a little bit of color no that was all color and a peace sign like with that it had like a glitter penned on peace sign (laughs) probably did dude i wouldn't doubt that she made it at some point it looked kind of homemade a little bit and then she had like those plaid pants to go with it it's like 
Amy, why? <laughs> I guess they really had to showcase the or contrast the difference between her and Catherine's uh, clothing fashion. Styles. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I was watching it because in that scene where she gets that um, serum spilled on her arm, she had like a kind of cutesy outfit on for the '90s, and it's like then later on she puts this on, and it's like okay, that was her mom, and this is Amy. I get it, but still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, I guess one of those things you go back and you're like, you know, I was in danger of forgetting when this was actually shot. But thank <laughs> you for reminding me. Yeah. Okay. So, any other cringeworthy moments for you? Uh, no. There are some continuity issues, but I'll get into those later. Um, I think I see what you're talking about but um only a couple they're not really they're 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 not bad enough to stop and just facepalm yourself to death right yeah (laughs) okay so let's go on to foreshadowing did you have any foreshadowy moments yeah i caught a couple here um xander mentions feeling invisible which Mm -hmm. i know is it's a it's a big deal for a lot of people, but it's a huge deal for Xander in particular. Yeah. He he constantly feels, you know, like especially like females just can't acknowledge his existence. Yeah, and I think a lot of guys who experienced the high school life could relate to that. Oh yeah, and some I girls, mean, girls I mean, too, but yeah. especially. Especially guys, Especially at least, guys. you know, in media that we see. Yeah. And that, mm-hmm. I think that's, a, like, a nice little um, foreshadowing to the episode Fear Itself. Mm-hmm. Where he literally goes invisible. Yeah. To the not... women that he cares about. Exactly. And uh, also, um, I can't remember... I know it's in this season, but I can't remember the episode order or name, but the one with Clea Duvall, where she's on Invisible Girl. And then again in... Um, I want to say it was this season. It is this season, yeah. And then obviously there's an episode in season six where Buffy goes invisible, and then again mm-hmm. in season seven where some random girl with the hell mouth's opening yeah. up some random girl saying it hides invisible. So that's, that's a pretty common theme on this show, yeah. people going invisible, whether it's, you know, actually physically they, they do the effect or just people just plain can't see them. Right. Um, but other, other foreshadowing elements that mm-hmm. I caught, um, when... It's sometime after that whole invisibility thing where I think Xander's just kind of bitching about, you know, Buffy not really paying attention to him in that way. I know where this is going. Huh? I know where this is going. Yeah, where where Willow's doing her whole thing. You're like a chewed up pen. And she goes off on the whole thing and Xander's like... All right, yeah, that is the point. But you don't have to drive it through my head like a railroad spike, which is, you know, obviously a reference to, to Spike. Spike, even though I don't think they know it yet, because I don't think they even had written his character or really conceived it at this point. I think they did, because um, from what I've heard in previous articles and stuff is that Joss actually wrote out several seasons at a time. And when an actor would say something like this, which obviously, who says that? That doesn't make any sense for a teenager to say. Mm. 
um, they would ask him, hey, what does this mean? And he'll tell them, oh, we're going to have this coming up later on. So, oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. <clears throat> I mean, I remember the thing about him writing a few seasons at a time. Yeah. God, I'm envious of that. Of I that know. work ethic. That productivity. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Let's see. And then, uh... Buffy wakes up when when she's under the influence of that spell. She wakes up in this black cat shirt. Mm, yeah. Uh, That's some good foreshadowing is, to that episode, too, later on when the black cat jumps out. Yeah. And then um, Willow trying to delay Catherine with her witch talk. Mm-hmm. And obviously Willow's going to get into witchcraft later. Right. And then something that I, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed that I didn't notice this until I looked it up on the wiki. Oh. <laughs> but Joyce saying that um, sixteen you know, again. Yes, exactly, yeah. and Band that being reference to Band Candy, which is one of my favorite episodes of all time. Yeah, but I honestly didn't even catch it the first. I, I watched this episode like three times in preparation for this podcast, <laughs> and I just every single time that flew right over my head. Yeah. What about uh, um, foreshadowing references you caught? Why well, caught? pretty much everything you mentioned (laughs) but um there was also because i i feel like i kind of pinpointed the the part where we last see amy in her amy body and it's the scene right after she messes up and she bumps into cordelia in the audition and they're outside looking at the statue or the trophy or whatever and buffy mentioned something where she's trying to cheer her up like we'll go binge on brownies at my house or something and um amy says i have to go change and she goes to the locker room where she gets intimidated by cordelia and i think after that is the point where she actually does change and her bodies their bodies swap at that point i thought they were already swapped like from before the episode started you know i thought so too because i kept trying to rewatch and like try to see like where did it happen because she kind of speaks fondly of her mom but they don't actually show her like going home and bossing her mom around until after that point. So it's kind of an implication that, okay, she's going to be different. Well, I know that um, when they go and they catch Amy in Catherine's body at her house mm-hmm. and Giles is accusing her of like, your obsession with cheerleading, Amy kind of laughs for a second. She's like, I don't care about cheerleading. And That's like true. from the. And they do have the thing, you know, when they first introduce Amy, Willow's like, wow, you lost a lot of weight. And she's like, yeah, I had to. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I true. got the impression that she w- that they were body swapped before the episode began. But I could, I don't know, I could be wrong. Well, both make sense because of the whole changing thing. And then she seems like very timid when Cordelia was trying to scare her. But um, yeah, even and in the beginning. direction. Well, it might have been. And now I'm really curious because I could go. I want to go back and watch the episode with what you said in mind and try to see if uh, if the characterization is implying that they haven't switched yet. Huh. Yeah, I don't know because there's a lot of different like there's evidence that they have switched and then there's evidence that they haven't. Like we see Amy all timid and stuff, and then she's worried that she can't be like her mom. I can't move my body the way she does, and you know stuff that, like that. So, like I said, now I want to go back and watch to see if that implication is there. Yeah, cause but but I do like your point about um, you know now I got to go change, 
because mm-hmm. e- either way that does reference the whole body swapping thing in general things things to keep in mind things to think about mm-hmm. the next time you watch this episode <laughs> yeah so um but in regards to when she changed there are so many theories out there online as to when the actual changing point happens or if it happened from the beginning and we didn't see it Yes, yeah, so, I haven't read any of those theories. If you guys have any outside theories for us, let us know. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm really interested in hearing all of them. Or um, evidence to back up or whatever. Yeah, because right. now I'm interested too. Because I seriously just, I always took it as, I always took it as them having swapped before the episode even started. But. Who knows? Who honestly knows? Yeah, before this rewatch, I the first time I saw it for the podcast, I thought that's I thought exactly the same that probably from the beginning of the episode it happened off screen. We didn't see when they switched, but she was always switched. But then the second time I thought, well, let me see if I could pinpoint something that points at it or at least gives us a hint that they actually are switched. Because in the beginning we don't know. So when she go when she says I'm gonna go change, I thought, oh, that's clever. It's like a nice little hint that they threw at us that she's not actually herself. And that could very well be because that definitely sounds like a trick you would use. Yeah, <laughs> like a stupid, clever little thing the writers would do, and then they giggle to themselves and pat each other on the back. Yeah, I can see, I can totally see them being all giddy, yeah. <laughs> sitting at a little round table just. Having an evil laugh. Because <laughs> oh, the writers are clever for this show. They always throw little things in there. Yeah. I say that I say that lovingly and with extreme uh, envy here. <laughs> yeah. Um, another little bit of foreshadowing, which, it, I mean, it's super obvious because it's all within that episode, was... Um, like we mentioned earlier, when Xander tells uh, Willow, oh, you're just like one of the guys, and then later on, Buffy tells Xander, you're mm. just one of the girls. Yeah, so I that, that, that counts cool. for sure. I thought that was cool. It is. It's nice, because, I mean, you got this whole stupid train of people liking <laughs> each other, and I think it's just kind of one of those almost like rules of the universe that the person you like is not gonna like you back i think that's (laughs) it's one of the rules of high school i think yeah and then people like you that you just don't even (laughs) notice (laughs) or you do notice and you just don't feel the same way just right human nature (laughs) yeah it's human nature But it's, terrible. it's something that in high school, I think it's a time where you learn that nature and you, you, oh, you know, yeah. you discover it and how bad it can be. Yeah, because I mean, so that comes up in middle school too, but it's obviously a million times worse in high school because mm-hmm. then your hormones are seriously just at their peak for right. everyone, I think. Right, yeah. Just, high school is a madhouse, too, <laughs> and I don't miss it at all. Um, but in terms of... Uh, long-term, I guess, foreshadowing. Um, the ending where they show uh, Catherine trapped in her trophy, um, it's actually the same trophy later on. We see in an episode, Phases, where Oz, I think, is staring at it. And that, in turn, is actually foreshadowing for The Return of Amy, which is the episode right after that. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally... 
Again, it's been so long since I've seen these episodes, but that is awesome. <laughs> so that's kind that's, of yeah. Exactly. See, that's one of those little things the writers do that you just yeah. You you want to smack them over here, like you want to smack them and then kiss them immediately <laughs> afterward, like you idiot, you jackass, that's genius. Give me your talent. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, that's, that's amazing. I'm going to definitely watch out for that when, when we get around to that episode. Is Phases a season one or two? I believe it's season two because I don't think Oz yeah, is in season cause, one. Because the one right after that is like gingerbread, right? Or... I think it's um, I think it's the episode where Xander asks for Amy to cast a, a love spell. Oh, okay. Right after that, yeah. Yeah, my my memory's all out of whack. I don't. I didn't even remember Amy coming back on until that episode where she um, gets herself stuck as a rat. Yeah. <laughs> <That's why. laughs> um, I, I should I should really look into this stuff before I just spout my mouth off on here. <laughs> hey, that's what we're here for. That's why we were recording. <laughs> yeah, true, and it's it's fun. It is fun. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's fun, but I mean it's fun to just kind of like. It's kind of fun to make a jackass of yourself from time to time. No, I I think it's fun to have that moment where it's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) The O moment. Yeah, the big O. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to a whole different territory right there. Okay, so let's move on to... References. um, Yeah, pop culture references. Did you see any? Or hear any? Or visually notice anything a few just when they um when amy slash Catherine is talking about Catherine high school you know she's like you know they called her Catherine Catherine the great mm-hmm. who was uh I-, I looked this up a little bit because i was a bit rusty on my history but basically mm-hmm. she was russia's longest ruling monarch her husband was mm-hmm. assassinated really early on mm-hmm. um kind of like you know how Catherine and her husband uh, split up mm-hmm. and um, under the original Catherine the Great's rule that's kind of when Russia became first started to become a major world power so just when you know because they I, I noticed they do make quite a few historical references on this show and that's just one that I really liked because it was so appropriate yeah. for Catherine's character Especially because she mentions, you know, like, she, what was it? She was like, she took them to the state. It was, like, the first and only time. And mm-hmm. I bet you anything she was using witchcraft even then. Probably, yeah. Yeah, to get her away. I mean, Sunnydale kids, you know, go figure. Right. <laughs> um, also, uh, when Buffy is like, uh, she's our Sabrina. And right. I guess uh, <laughs> in real life, Sarah Michelle Gellar was actually really good friends with Melissa Joan Hart, mm-hmm. who and played, you know, Sabrina on Sabrina Teenage Witch, for anyone who doesn't understand that reference. And if you don't, shame on you. You're missing right. a fantastic show. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I guess Robin Riker, the actress who played Catherine, was mm-hmm. also on season one of Sabrina. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I can't remember who because it's been so long right. since I've seen Sabrina. And for those who, who don't know who Sabrina the Teenage Witch is, um, it's probably because you're a little bit younger. Yes. <laughs> because Sabrina actually, right, Sabrina actually aired around the same time as Buffy. It started in 1996. And I think it continued almost as long as Buffy did, right? 
Yeah, into into the 2000s, I know yeah. for sure. If not maybe a little bit longer, but it's it lasted about the same time as Buffy did. Fun fact, my middle name is Sabrina. <laughs> really? Kirsten Sabrina? <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> I've, I've been told I have an extremely comic book sounding name, you know, like... <laughs> Like Peter Parker or Bruce Banner or Reed Richards. <laughs> like, really? That's your name? But anyway, moving on from that. Um, so, any uh, other um, pop culture references? Uh, the Human Torch thing, Xander mm. references. And uh, I'm not really sure if this counts as a reference in fact i'm kind of sure it doesn't but i'm already talking about it so i'm just gonna barrel head sorry about this but um (laughs) i guess in the german version of this episode they changed the nazi references that Buffy make and i guess the the closer translation of that in german when she's asking like you know is her mom you know kind of like a nazi and, you know, Willow says, Heil, I guess um, in the German version, she says, like, is her mom kind of like a superwoman? <laughs> and like, she, yes, and uh, what does she say uh, other than, like, instead of Heil, what does she say? Uh, I have it up on the wiki page here. I, I guess the conversation goes like, her mom is a real superwoman? Willow says something like that. Okay, so. I guess that kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and I guess in phases, uh, something similar kind of happens. Uh, I don't know if they still um, cut out references like that in Germany, but I guess at the time they certainly mm-hmm. were doing that. I think I think um, they've always been kind of sensitive towards that. Yeah. Because it's like they seem to act like it never happened like holocaust what's that you know so um yeah and if any german viewers want to like chime in and i don't know add some clarity to this feel free because (laughs) we are obviously not incredibly uh familiar with this kind of thing right right (laughs) i'm sorry if you guys are getting horrible feedback from my mic because i had to plug my extremely decrepit and outdated computer in because it was gonna die and oh. it has electrical current problems <laughs> so if you're getting feedback from my mic i'm terribly sorry i'm gonna try to turn the gain down a little bit here it sounds fine okay uh, so any other culture i have a list here i'm trying to see which ones you've already said uh, well you go ahead and read some a... off because those okay. are the top ones that i could think of apart from you know like the fairer gidget hair and then the mommy dearest thing mm-hmm. um the part where cordelia says wow these grapes are sour <laughs> it's from a fable where a fox is unable to reach grapes in a vine and he says they're probably sour anyways so he walks away from them and it's kind of a uh, reflects the feelings that amy had towards cheerleading where she kind of wanted it but then afterwards she's sort of just this isn't worth it and just she doesn't care about it anymore. Yeah. They also mentioned the Laker girls when Amber, before Amber got caught on fire. <laughs> yeah. I think she turned them down. <laughs> I can't tell if Willow's serious in that line or if she's just trying to kind of like rain on Cordelia's parade. I'm yeah. leaning towards the second option. 
And uh, the last one I have on here is uh, Macho Macho Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that lovely song. I know it, it the is. The village kind of people. That's the one that the she Bumpy chooses to sing. Yeah. But that, that was... That was, from what I remember, a really popular song. Yeah, that time. <laughs> I remember it on the radio a lot. Um, I also have a list of Buffy firsts. Um, did you have anything that you noticed was the very first time they showed on the series in this episode? There's a lot because it's only a third episode. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, you 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 go off with them. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, this is the first episode without vampires. Uh, the first one with no deaths because Catherine technically didn't die and Amber, I guess, was hospitalized or whatever. Um, it's the first time Willow casts a spell when she creates that serum to identify Amy as a witch. Um, it's the first episode where Giles gets knocked unconscious. (laughs) And I feel like we need a tally up a score for that from now on. (laughs) Probably, but I get the feeling like we'd lose, uh... We'd lose patience or we'd lose count or both. We're like, probably, yeah. <laughs> um, Poor Giles. Yeah, this is the first episode without Angel. Um, the first time we see the all black eyes on an evil person, demon, witch character. Mm-hmm. Um, the first use of a spell book uh, telekinesis and body snatching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first uh, mention of a vengeance spell. We're going to get a lot more of that when we meet Anya. Oh, yeah. It's so Yeah. It's the very first time we, we hear Giles say, good lord. <laughs> really? Yeah, I double checked. <laughs> I get the feeling like he says that like three times in every single episode or something. It's like all he says. <laughs> constantly. Constantly. And it's the first time we visuals, visually see a cat on screen. I think that was it for the first Um Let's go ahead and do our score. Oh, hold on, hold on. I got one thing I want to add really quick. Okay, sure. You could you could technically count this as a first or a, just a continuity error or whatever. But um, after after the whole ordeal with Catherine, Giles says, you know, like, whoa, that was my first casting. And Liar. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's either that's either a continuity error or that's an outright lie, which I'm gonna. I'm going to give the writers the benefit of the doubt and say that that's just them having Giles just outright lie about it because, as as you know, when you keep watching the show, I mean, he was Ripper back in his glory days. This is definitely not his first casting. I think, I, I think I'm cool with it if we say that he lied because um, I think it's in episode Dark Ages where he, it's revealed that he was Ripper. And I think that's something he wanted to hide from them. Yeah. So I think I'm cool with it if he lied, although it probably is a continuity issue, but... <laughs> yeah, he says it because the way Anthony Head reads it, he reads it with such enthusiasm, like yeah. genuine enthusiasm. Yeah. It's a bit difficult to believe that he is lying about it, mm-hmm. but who, who honestly can say? Right. Only the writers. <laughs> yeah, so... We'll, we'll just chalk that up to a, a head scratcher either way. Yeah, the unknown. Let's have an unknown section from now on. <laughs> oh, God. The good, the like bad, the unknown. Built so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, anything else you want to add before we go to the scores? Um, yeah. There's um, a lot of reflection 
in this episode that I noticed, and a lot of it has to do with um, polar opposites. And just like we mentioned earlier, this is like the third time I mention it, but when Xander calls Willow a guy friend and mm-hmm. Buffy calls him a girlfriend, and then um, later on, or not later on, in the very beginning of the episode actually, Giles looks at Buffy like, how could you join this cult? And, you know, he sees it as something bad and he discourages it completely. And it kind of reflects Joyce, who's encouraging her to do it because it's, you know, something like an activity she can do that'll keep her out of trouble. That's true. Yeah. Another reflection I noticed was Amy's mom really pushing Amy to into cheerleading versus Joyce, who um, kind of accepts Buffy as an individual who can do whatever she wants even though she doesn't want to join your book yeah like she after up. she gets over her whole like well your last kind of thing got you into a lot of trouble and then right. at the very end she's like you know what I'm fine with that Yeah, I can't understand you whatever <laughs> yeah so I think there was a lot I think a lot of reflection in this episode I wouldn't say it's exactly a theme but it, there was a lot of bouncing around in there which I really liked yeah that, that is a that's a good point to bring up um also this is the first episode we really see because joss likes to do a lot of villain origin stories mm-hmm. and i don't know at this point if they were planning on making amy into a villain or not but I, something I've realized with Buffy in, in particular is this this feels like it must be a personal thing for Joss because a lot of his villains, <laughs> he casts them in this light of just showing how they started off as completely normal people that more or less just had a really bad run of luck and they got screwed over in their personal life so many times that eventually when the option came around they didn't really have any other choice like when they incorrectly think that amy's the witch Mm -hmm. buffy even though she's practically dying and and they're and xander and willow are like let's let's fuck it let's let's kill amy Mm -hmm. she's like no she only became a witch to survive her mom and even though that isn't true, that kind of does become true later. Right. And uh, just the, I guess the whole thing, the more the more I think about the villains of Buffy, the more it is like, it's the way you treat people that determines who they'll become. And villains only really, at least in, in a lot of Joss's work, Mm-hmm. villains become villains ultimately because they just get the raw deal again and again and again. He's really good at showing the human side, at showing, you know, yeah. how you just, you get fucked over enough times and you don't really feel like you have a choice, so. Yeah, and I think that's sort of become the trend these days because we, we've been seeing a Definitely. lot of, like, new um, sort of backstories to villains where we can sympathize with them in a way. Yeah. But at the time that this aired, that was not common at all all this Mm -hmm. was like he broke the mold when he started writing episodes like this and um yeah because in the 90s we got a lot of like you know black and white yeah evil men just like hiding in their caves planning bad things from the (laughs) get-go we don't know why they're just born bad and (laughs) which is great because he's giving a lot more dimension and meaning behind why they're doing all these bad things 
Yeah, like, I, I don't mean to totally just fangirl the fuck out here, but, <laughs> but Joss's stuff really did kind of push the envelope, not mm-hmm. just in Buffy. I mean, he, he obviously did quite a few movies before yeah. he even got started in TV. I think Buffy was his first show, but I'm not sure. But he just, he really made a point, and he still does make a point in his things of just pushing these issues that, at the time, just weren't really explored. Right. Are you ready for scoring? Yes. Okay, so for you, what is your scale on, score on a scale from 1 to 10? I give this one an 8, because I just, I really love the substance of it. I mean, I, the... The only scenes I really brought up earlier that were bad were just kind of bad because of the technical issues with it. But I just love the substance of this episode. It's I could I could talk for I swear an hour or so, another hour about just the dynamics of Amy and Catherine's relationship mm-hmm. and just the whole struggle between between a child and parent but especially between mother and daughter and just the whole obsessive angle of you know creating a carbon copy of yourself and that's that's a really big issue in this episode i wish we had more time to get into it but i'm just gonna leave it at that and say that i just i really really like the substance of this episode (laughs) so what about for you um this might not sound great but i gave it a six because Mm -hmm. Not because, I mean, it's not good, it's not bad, but um, there were some things that kind of bothered me. I did like the whole aspect of reflection that I mentioned earlier, but at the same time, I feel like we didn't get that great of an introduction to witches like we did with vampires in the pilot episode. So it was kind of like we were left a little bit in the dark and kind of learning things as we went, and even then, some of it was kind of a little iffy. But... um, Overall, it, I did like it. It was a good episode. So. I can definitely see where you're coming from on that because it was, it was a little hokey. But I, I try to justify it to myself by you know like it's it's the third episode. They've got what like a little bit over or under. I can't remember half an hour. I think mm-hmm. I think it's a little under. I think each episode is roughly like 22 minutes without commercials, right? I think it's. So. Uh, on Netflix, it shows like 40, 45 minutes. Oh, uh, yeah, because I'm watching them on Amazon uh, oh, okay. Prime, and I know that they get the they get the time stamps wrong sometimes. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's somewhere between, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out later. You're probably <laughs> right, though, because most of the time shows, um, you know, most of the time dramas and everything get um, stretched out to around 40, 42 minutes. Um but yeah, I, I can definitely see where you're coming from on the whole kind of being a not, they could have done a better introduction with yeah. witches and witchcraft in general. I think so. And I think part of it was their lack of knowledge. Because yeah. Because, you know, the whole slime and the, you know, <laughs> weird stuff. Oh, the it's slime just... and, the, and the cat. <sighs> God, I hate that part with the cat, especially yeah. the implication that, that Giles clearly makes. Like, it was guarding something like Really? You had a cat locked around in a box and it's it's guarding something and its first offense is to jump out, jump out and, at you. Like and run her. away and not protect it? <laughs> Are you serious? That's freaking awful. That's yeah. just, I know that at that point they were probably just trying to keep the audience on their toes, you know? And probably. Yeah. They were like, wake up! <laughs> yeah. But, but that was... Uh, 
That it seemed very... more like, um, okay, what else do we know about witches? Oh, they have black cats. Let's put that in the episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that too. Like, really? Yeah. That's kind of terrible. And then they definitely did decide pretty early on, I think, to scrap the idea of witches and familiars because I don't, I don't remember that coming up again, do you? No, not at all. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I think they, they started to do like a little bit of re- research and sort of um, separated what was like old folklore from the 1600s versus now. Yeah. So, um, which I'm grateful for, but, they, you know, they still could have done a bit better, I think, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So, overall pretty good episode not the best but still really good especially considering that it's only the third episode yeah it's it's only the third episode so we gotta cut it some slack yeah just some because i mean everyone (laughs) in the first in the first i want to say like the first three seasons of any show a show is trying really hard to figure out you know like who they are whether they're even gonna make it past you know a certain point and they're they're really trying to get their footing but in this in the in the first season of any show everyone can